Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You are listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. running showcase of modern audio drama, and I'm lost, lost in this immense audioverse. October Madness drew me up through the hell crack, and now I'm unable to get back home. If only David were here. Jack! David, is is that you? Yes, of course it's me. Who else would you write to come and find you? You make a good point there, but how can I hear you? I modified the tortoise to connect to your cell phone. It's, it's coming out of your speaker. And I had to extend the October Madness connectivity space or this portal would have closed last week. Oh, that's ingenious. C- can you get me out of here? Uh, I've got a narrow in on your band, uh, but I think the best way is if you can stream today's show through your podcast app. I can maintain a direct beam that way. Yes, that, that makes sense. Okay, okay, um... Overcast... October's Children, an episodic, full-cast, paranormal, mystery, horror, audio drama set in a small college town in New England. October's Children focuses on a small, diverse group of 20 and 30-somethings trying to survive the trials and tribulations of everyday life in Wolfbrook, New Hampshire. Good, yeah, we'll run where the Kmart used to be and a rough idea of the place. That should provide me with plenty of time. Oh, I hope so, David. My phone's down to 19%. Well, you better get started. Then right here, Homosonic Society. October's Children is a paranormal horror podcast and contains language and subject matter not suitable for all audiences. Content warnings can be found in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. drive to the bar. Yeah, well, I was the DD Lasco, so it's your turn this time. Yeah, we go through this every other goddamn week. I'm the one with a broken heart. Terry just dumped me, and you know she did. Uh, sure, and I also knew what you were up to with Mrs. Henricks last Thursday. You know, plus, this is what, the third time Terry's kicked you out since April? Might as well just say it's a Tuesday at this point. So... Tell me where this place is again. 
Uh, down off Old Smith Road. You know, just past where the Kmart used to be. Five minutes on, you bang a right onto North Lake and, uh... Wait, up by the Skahagen? Yeah, yeah, but, but you turn... is that? Hear that? Yeah. I think maybe a radiator's on its way out. Only if it swallowed a rabid fisher cat first. Jesus, I'm gonna pop the hood, see if there's anything on fire. Or bleeding. Shit, what the hell was that? Oh, it smells like ozone gone bad out here. on tight. Fluid levels look okay. Ben, get out here and take a look at this. I can't see anything off. You watch. I'll turn over the engine. If this is your way of trying to get out of buying the first round, you are in for an unpleasant surprise, my friend. Yeah, fuck you too. Fine. Here's the key. Now, be useful for once in your life and turn over the engine. Nothing doing, I'm afraid. What was that? Now wait a second. You think the sound of a thousand souls being dragged to hell by their short hairs is my radiator giving up the ghost, but you get scared of a deer or some damn thing? That ain't no deer. Well, well, it ain't no bear, neither. Nor a moose. There's not much else out here worth being scared of. Then again, I have been known to be wrong on occasion. Oh my god! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! I gotta call for help! 
One of us is an officer of the law with more years of experience than she'd like to admit and an encyclopedic knowledge of her community. The other is a college dropout with a penchant for bad coffee and a frankly scandalous browser history. Now, let me hear you say it's a prank call. But what if it's not? Do you want to tell me it's a prank and apologize for wasting my time? Or do you want me to tell Odette that you've been slacking off and wasting taxpayer dollars? I mean, if you really want, I could even look up your parents. Tell them they've raised a delinquent who spends their time looking up. It's a prank! What was that? It's a prank call. You were right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have bothered you. That's right. You shouldn't have bothered me. And it's a prank call. Now delete the call and delete the call log. But that's against... Your mother lives in Peterborough, doesn't she? I'm... I'm sorry. I'll take care of it. Excellent! I've always admired your work ethic. Now, I'm gonna head home, and you, you're gonna finish your shift and forget about all this. There's no use in getting worked up over something that never happened, is there? So I say, well, if that's how you want to play it, then that's how we'll play it. (laughs) And she looks me square in the eye, steel in her gaze, and she says, don't test me. You'll lose. (laughs) And I say, how's that? And she says, I'm going to beat you so badly, your friends will need your dental records to recognize you. Scared the shit out of me, I'm not too proud to say. Emma's what? Five? Four and a half. I think she gets it from those damn police procedurals and mother binges on the weekends together. Yeah, gonna have to have a talk about that. Dental records. Hey, hey, good morning, Prof. Good morning, Ollie. Uh, My usual, if you'd be so kind. Oh, coming right up. What's the good word? Oh, (laughs) nothing all that exciting. A bit of a to-do over at one of the dorms last night. Something about turning an unused steam tube into a four-story water pipe? Oh, I have got to meet whoever came up with that idea. (laughs) Jeff? Fielding? How are things? Yeah, I can't complain. Yourself? Much the same. And here you are. Thank you kindly. Keep the change. Oh, a whole dollar? All for me? According to the bursar at Wolfbrook Community College, who is as charming and as generous a despot as one might imagine, that dollar is worth slightly more than five minutes of my life. 
Oh, that's right. Blame it on the late-stage capitalist dystopia. I am only teaching three courses this semester, Ollie. But if it helps, I'll see if I can find out the name of the person behind the uh, multi-story drug paraphernalia. Thereby placating your favorite and only barista and ensuring your brew of choice remains delightfully unspatten. God, it's oh, freezing out. Oh. Huh. It's nice and warm in here, though. Oh, thank goodness. We like to keep it somewhere between cozy and toasty once the first real frost sits. But don't worry, that's just how we set the thermostat. Our hearts are as cold and bitter as yesterday's coffee. <laughs> Welcome to Unhallowed Grounds. I'm Ollie, by the way. She, they pronouns. And you, friend, are new in town. Yes, yes I am. And hello, I'm Ashley, she, her, hers. Nice to meet you, Ashley. The dour-looking lump in the jean jacket is Jeff Tremblay. Pleasure. And the one who looks like he just got lost somewhere on his way between Oxford and a Scottish moorland is Conrad Fielding. But you can call him Professor. Uh, Conrad is fine, really. I'm just an adjunct. Yeah, I call him Professor mostly because he doesn't like it, which is why you should too. If we can't needle the ones we like, what good is language anyway? Well, I like poetry, and that's pretty tied in with the whole language thing. Oh, careful, friends. Ashley speaks. <laughs> so, what can I get you? Uh, could I get a coffee? Black, no sugar, to go. And, and if you can add a shot of espresso, that'd be great. Thanks. Ooh, red eye. High octane, no frills. I like it. Uh, any particular reason for the jet fuel? I need to melt through some steel beams. <laughs> oh, watch yourself, Ollie. This one's trouble. Hmm, look who's talking, mister. I'm afraid of my four-year-old's precocious taste in authoritarian media. Uh, really, it's just I pulled a late shift working on a story for the Union Monitor. You work at the newspaper? Yeah. Hard-nosed, harder-hitting investigative journalist. That's me. In Wolfbrook, New Hampshire. Well, it was either this or someplace in Pennsylvania whose claim to fame was, our whole town smells like mushrooms. So yeah, Wolfbrook, New Hampshire. Hmm. Yeah, that's tough but fair. Who knew the political beat in a town this size would need round-the-clock coverage? And here I thought you said you knew you were in New Hampshire. Hardy har har. No, Jeff's right. Wolfbrook is at least as political as any other small town I've ever been to. And that includes an inadvisable weekend I spent in Dixville Notch. The race for sheriff is just heating up, isn't it? Yep. Time to choose our presser again. Well, talking to the candidates is a great way for me to practice my interview skills. And it's not like anything else of notes happened in the past 24 hours. Oh, um, I lost power last night. She said of note. Yeah, it's of note to the two dozen pounds of venison I have in my freezer that almost went bad. Truckload meat sales, not for another month. Truckload what now? It must have been around 10 o'clock or so. You had a bunch of meat delivered in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's too easy even for me. <laughs> That'll be a first. <laughs> I am a person of fine and discriminating taste, who also happens to have a broad and inclusive worldview. One which I, personally, happen to find very modern and cosmopolitan. Thank you. And no, not the meat sale, the power outage. Run about ten last night, near as I can figure. Had a neighbor say the same, so I know it weren't just my house. Your drink, my lady. Oh, thanks. So, 
What do I owe you? Mm-mm. First one's free. Consider it a welcome to unhallowed grounds gift. Could I at least leave a tip? Ooh, this I will not refuse. You are a kind soul and shall be rewarded many-fold by the universe. <gasps> oh my gosh, is it really that late? I've got to go. Here, thanks so much. Lovely meeting you all. Bye! Well, she seems nice. Pardon me. May I please have a refill? Mrs. Castellanos? Mrs. Castellanos? Hello? Oh? Oh, hello, dear. I'm afraid Frank isn't in at the moment, and he told me not to talk to any more salespeople while he's out. He says one set of encyclopedias is one too many, and we have plenty of cutlery. Hmm? I'm here through the Mobile Meals program. With your groceries? And I'm supposed to help you with some yard work or something? I didn't invite you in, did I? I'm, I'm not sure I want you here. Well, Mrs. Castellanos, I'm sure I don't want to be here. But that ballbuster of a cop, excuse my French, decided that 65 in a residential zone was worth more than my family name. And then my dad agreed with the judge that community service would help me build character. So here I am, whether either of us likes it or not. Oh, oh, I see. You're not Revlon, then. Groceries and yard work, Mrs. C. Will this Frank guy be home soon? Should we wait to get the party started? Who? Uh, Frank? Oh, my husband! Oh, oh, oh no, dear. No, no, no. He's dead and gone for years and years now. Oh, um, you have my condolences. That's very kind of you. He was a bit of a bastard, he was, but eh, I still miss him. Mostly when a light bulb needs changing, huh? <laughs> he was tall, you see. Uh, also, credit where credit is due. He was dynamite in the sack. Mm. I... I have no words. Mm. <laughs> well, neither did I when he did that thing with his... Well, are you just going to stand there? Or are you going to help me put these groceries away? Mm? Literally why I'm here. Thank you so very much for your help with this. It's so hard for me to get to the market now, and everything is so expensive. Oh, would you like something to drink, dear? I guess, technically, that's why I'm here. What was that? I said I'm fine, Mrs. Castellanos. 
I should actually get started on the yard, but for the paperwork, do you know what time it is? Ah, of course, dear. This, uh, eight o'clock. What? No, that can't be right. It's like four in the afternoon or something. Clock says eight, young lady. Yeah, well, smartphone says 4.15. Maybe your wall clock is running out of batteries? It plugs in. I did have to flip the breakers this morning, though. Oh? You blow a fuse? Lose power last night? No. I... I did. Right after I heard it. Heard what? The monster... It has started again! It has started again! Oh. <gasps> okay, uh, well, I'm going to go work on the yard. Ah, so that is a no to the drink then, huh? Are you sure? I have some cranberry juice. Maybe after I'm done, but I'm fine now, really. Thank you. I appreciate this a lot. Those leaves have been there for ah, a long time. And the yard will look so much better. Oh, we get cardinals at the feeder. Did you know that? I did not. Wow. Okay, I'll check in when I'm done. young lady. Kind. I've compelled to kindness. Room to grow, though. Mm. Potential. It's such a pity she'll die screaming. They all die screaming. Yes, Mom, I know. Yes, Mom, I know. Yes, Mom, I know. Now, I'm home, and I've got a stack of mail I have to get through before I make myself a meal that does, in fact, include vegetables. Ketchup is a vegetable, according to the Republican Party. At least when it comes to school lunches. I had to write a whole retrospective on it for one of my classes. Anyway, this is me both loving you and also hanging up on you. Okay, bye mom. Bye. Love you. (sighs) Alright, what have we got here? Electricity bill I need to pay. Car insurance bill I need to pay. Exorbitant student loan bill I need to pay. Hmm. Mysterious Manila mailer I apparently mailed to myself and have no recollection of. Hello, sailor. An unmarked USB drive? That's not sketchy or worrying at all. 
And again, I am a journalist, clearly. I must know that which is not meant to be known. This calls for my work laptop, because no way in hell am I opening this on my personal machine. M-I-S-T-R-M-I-T-T-E-N-S asterisk four two. Hmm, I wonder if other people worry about unseen, omniscient, extra-dimensional audiences silently judging the strength of their passwords. Ah, here we go. 911, what is your emergency? Hello? 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 Yes, hello, I'm here. What is the nature of your emergency? Oh, thank Christ! Uh, yes, so uh, I'm on Andronicus Hill Road. Uh, my friend, she's just been attacked by a... By... God, I don't know, but she needs help real bad! All right, I'm going to dispatch an ambulance to the location, but I need you to stay calm and stay on the line, all right? Stay calm? Well, there's blood all over the damn place! I think my friend is dead! Thank you for listening to October's Children, Episode 1, Where the Kmart Used to Be. We hope that you enjoyed the show, and that you'll stay with us as we continue to tell the story of Wolfbrook and all your friends who live there. After all, they're going to need all the help they can get, and who knows what might happen if you look the other way. October's Children is an original podcast created, written, and directed by Jacob Mendel, with sound design by Derek Valen and produced by Derek Valen. October's Children features the voices of Joseph Boslinski, John Cava, Tianyi Skarson, Johnny Machado, Wilhelmina Marie, Mossball, Stephen Murdoch, Karen O'Brien, Alexandra Ovid, Susanna Snowden Ift, and Paul Warren. October's Children is an Arcana Cast production. Copyright 2022. If you'd like to help us keep the lights on, you can find us on Patreon at October's Children Podcast. You can also help us with a signal boost by giving our show a five-star rating and telling your friends about us. We couldn't do this without your support. And we hope you'll join us next time for a new view of Wolfbrook. Until then, remember... Never appease tyrants. October's Children is a paranormal horror podcast and contains language and subject matter not suitable for all audiences.
Content warnings can be found in our show notes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back. Seems the girl from away survived her first weekend in the wilds of Wolfbrook. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Thank you. Um, hey, can I ask you a question? It's a free country. Or at least as free as it's ever been. Which is to say it isn't, really. Did you know we got demoted by the Center for Systemic Peace from a full democracy to an anocracy a couple years ago? Anyway, hey, you look rattled. What's up? I'm following up on a lead for a story, but I can't seem to actually find what I need to find. Geographically, I mean. My GPS is being less helpful than I'd like, and people keep trying to give me directions based on landmarks that aren't actually there. Like a barn that burned down a few years ago? Ah, yes. Welcome to New England. It's a thing. Um, okay. Uh, hey, any chance you could maybe help a girl out? I'm looking for a place called Andronicus Hill Road. Also, another cup of coffee, please. One order of jet fuel coming up. As to the other thing, I, uh, I think I might know a guy. Do you remember Jeff? found this place on my own. Sure. I mean, there are three different roads in town with some version of Smith in the name, and two entirely unrelated and unconnected old Forsyth roads. Uh-huh. I think Ginberry Street might be a full circle. How can a street be a full circle? How would you even number the houses? And there were no signs for this road either. Plow. It makes me really wonder what... Huh? There's no sign because it got hit by a plow. January, two, three years back, Bill Stewart was driving. Said a bee got into the cabin with him. Do you often get active beehives in municipal vehicles in the middle of winter here? No. But one time I took the wall out of an office in the community center to fix the HVAC. Found a beehive inside. It was a good 10, 12 foot across. Surprisingly, I did not find that story particularly reassuring. Hey, what's that? Broken glass? Safety glass looks like. Would you mind if we take a look? Fine by me. I'm off for the day. Doesn't look like much. Maybe this isn't the place. What are you looking for exactly? The scene of um, some kind of accident on Andronicus Hill Road. Well, I'd say this is your best bet then. I take this route pretty much daily, and this is the only spot with anything like that. Okay, so this is the place. Fantastic. Now I just need to figure out what happened. I thought you said there was an accident. I mean, yeah, totally. I just... I thought there would have been more left behind than some broken glass. You mean, like, 
some sort of weird purple liquid, tire tracks from heavy towing equipment, and trees that look like they've been mauled by an especially cranky bear? I hadn't really gotten that specific, but... Oh... Yeah. You know, you're really good at this whole journalism thing. Kind of you to say, but really, I've just seen enough drunk massholes drive their SUVs into the woods to know what that looks like. Hmm. I'll admit that the purple goo on the glass is a new one on me, though. And look at the way the trees are broken. What about it? They're pointed towards us. So they weren't hit by a car leaving the road? No. They were taken down by something coming out of the woods. Something the size of a Buick and dripping purple goo. Oh, thank you again for all your help with my errands, dear. You really didn't have to. That's sweet, Mrs. C., but my court order says I actually really do have to. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but I am very sure it does not say that you have to be so nice to me while you do. You even argued with that cashier who tried to cheat me. They weren't really trying to cheat you, but they did double-scan the chicken. You see? Thieves. May they die of an embarrassing disease of an unmentionable body part and be a source of such shame to their family that their gravestone bears a stranger's name. Well, that was oddly specific. So, any big plans for the rest of the day? Oh my, yes. I have to can some of the vegetables from the garden and there are some squirrels I need to poison and then I... I... I need to hide. Hide from the devil. Hide! Hide from the devil! The grave has spat him up and he comes wreathed in fire! Whoa! Mrs. Castellanos, calm down! Good afternoon, ladies. Is everything all right? The devil wears a shining face, but he eats children and rats and offal. He drinks the dreams of prisoners. Oh dear, is she having one of her episodes? Um, yeah, she just started freaking out. Child of the broken cross, destroyer of generations, shadow from the dark forest. Here, let me help you with those. We would not want the tin salmon to roll into traffic. Thanks. We appreciate your help, don't we, Mrs. C? Hide! Hide! Hide from the thing! And hide from the devil! It is quite sad to see her like this. She was always so vibrant when I was a child. Always quick with a joke or a song. Are you a friend of the family? My father was. I have not kept in touch as often as I should have, probably. I had not realized she had gotten this bad. Everything all right here, folks? I believe so, Captain. Mrs. Castellanos has had something of a trying day, and Miss Samard was about to escort her home. 
That is right, is it not, Miss Simar? Um, yeah. Spot on. Come on, Mrs. C. Let's get you home. Nice to meet you, Mr... Walters. John Walters. Great to see you again, Captain Beaumont. Oh, I'm sure. Let's keep the speed below highway rates on your way back home, okay? I'd hate to have to call your dad to explain that I busted you for recklessly endangering an elderly citizen while performing your community service. Would-be tyrants hide behind the shield of liberty to drip poison in the ears of children! And I can't wait to see your decorative gourd display this year, Sophia. Take care now. Come on. What the fuck was that, John? As I said, Sophia was having one of her spells. You sure you didn't provoke her? Somehow? How would I do that? And for that matter, why would I want to? Because you like to fuck with people, John. Even assuming that were true, Sophia would make for poor sport. Why play with a broken toy when there are so many others to choose from? If I had to guess... I'd probably say childhood trauma, but I don't actually give a shit. Is there something I can help you with, Captain? You know, I could bring you in just for fun. Maybe I just happen to find some narcotics in your pocket, laced with fentanyl or meth. Hmm. Perhaps our upbringings were not so dissimilar after all. I could put you in a very small concrete room, just because. You certainly could. Let us follow that course of logic. Without my steady hand at the tiller, my automotive business would fail. The question arises, who would discreetly dispose of vehicles for you? To say nothing of the small matter of the bodies of all those missing persons. Who knows where they might show up? Are you threatening me? Not at all. Just pointing out that the world is a more welcoming and convenient place for you while I remain at liberty and left to my own devices. 9L1, 9L1, we have a situation. 9L1, go ahead. Reports of shots fired at 27%. Officer Beale on scene, requesting assistance. Laverne's place? This better not be about those damn possums again. Alright, I'm en route. Tell Pritchard not to do anything stupid. 9L1 out. The citizens of Wolfbrook call for their hero? Yes, they do. Stay out of trouble, John. Of course. Always a pleasure, Captain. Publisher, be damned, be damned. There are nights when the glamour and riches of the academic life just don't seem to live up to all the hype. What time is it? Oh, dear God. Excuse me, young man. Uh, Would you be able to help me find a book I'm looking for? Oh, hello, sir. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not actually a librarian. uh, I'm aware. 
Bob went to take his break, though, and doesn't seem to have left anyone else on the desk. Bob, uh, you mean Robert? Uh, Mr. Levesque? Uh, not sure I've ever heard anyone call him Bob before. Yeah, between age and familiarity, he said I'd earn the right. Huh. Anyway, a book hunt. Uh, in a manner of speaking. Sure, why not? I'd say it's pretty clear that I'm not making any more progress on SZ, a post-structuralist review through the lens of neo-expressionism tonight. I've uh, been meaning to ask, are you a veteran? What? Oh, my cane. Uh, no, nothing like that. Uh, cerebral palsy, relatively mild. I won't be winning any marathons, but I get around well enough. Uh, lay on, Macduff. Uh, it's Maya. Samuel Maya. Oh, uh, right. Sorry. Yes, uh, my name is Conrad Fielding. Yeah, I know. Um, apologies, but have we met? Uh, you may have seen me around. Been with physical plant a few years. Mop the floors, vacuum the carpets, <laughs> that sort of thing. Right. Yes, of course. Uh, how awful of me. I couldn't recall. <clears throat> so, you're looking for a book, and we're in a library. Splendid start. Uh, any idea what section it's in, or are we starting with a trip to one of the computers? Well, should be in the 900s. You have the Dewey Decimal System memorized? Oh, yeah, bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. I'm more of a the ancient philosophers or just past the potted plant on the left sort of man myself. Anyway, 900s, 900s, the writing on the wall says that's this way. Should be just up ahead. May I ask the actual name of our quarry? The Book of Dead Names. You're joking. Hey, up. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Alone in a library in the middle of the night, and accosted by someone asking about the Necronomicon. That sounds suspiciously like the plot of one of Ollie's favorite movies. Uh, Ollie? A friend of mine? Uh, runs Unhallowed Grounds? Oh, oh, right, right, of course. Uh, Ollie. <laughs> yeah, they're a big fan of horror movies and such. Well, we're not in for anything that exciting. Uh, just a book of old survey maps. Maybe some local history if we're feeling particularly adventurous. And still have time before the place closes. Nine hundreds. Here we are. So where do we need to see a map of? Well, here, actually. Wolfbrook. Tell me, Conrad. You ever stop to wonder about how parts of a place get named? About the indigenous name of a lake? Or about who we choose to lionize and dedicate ball fields to? Not really, I suppose. Main Street seems pretty obvious. Water Street, too. Most places I've lived have had a bridge street. and Then there's the streets named after trees, of course. I guess I've always thought that the rest are named by... the uh, committee? Well, nowadays, it's mostly real estate developers. That's how you get complexes made out of bargain bin materials with names like Golden Acre Estates. Yeah, before that, it was usually some bureaucrat, or their flunky, sometimes just muddling along as best they could, sometimes with an eye to making or erasing history. That's actually quite interesting. Names have power, but that's nothing new. Just remember to take a look around once in a while and think. 
You'll be a damn sight more prepared for the world than most if you can manage that much. Anyway, you've done a kindness, letting an old man ramble on. Well, back to the task at hand. You ever hear of Andronicus Hill Road? Grace, I love you, but I am never letting you choose my ringtone again. <sighs> oh. Hey, Renee, what's up? Oh my god, Ollie. We were on Bridge Street, right? Just came out of Alexander's. We had, like, 12 bags of groceries. And Mrs. C totally loses it. And that guy from the car dealership, he shows up. She's screaming. And then she rolls in, like the doom that came to fucking Sarnath. And- okay, wait, 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 wait. What happened? Start over. Maybe try using some actual names. Right. Okay. Yes. So, I was out with Mrs. Castellanos for my community service. You remember her? Ah, sure. Sweet older lady. Uh, puts up those great jack-o'-lanterns and carved turnips for Halloween every year. Yeah. So, we went grocery shopping, and we're heading back to the car, right? And Mrs. C, she has these... I don't know. She's got Alzheimer's or something. I'm not exactly sure, but sometimes she gets lost in her own head or forgets things, gets confused, you know? So she starts ranting and raving, and I mean literally ranting and raving, totally loses her shit. And you know that automotive place? The one with the, like, yellow sheet metal pavilion thing? The one that has those creepy inflatable tube guys that flail around out front? No, no, that's Ballard's. Oh, right. I hate those inflatable tube guys, though. They are indeed creepy as shit, but I need you to listen. Okay, okay. So, not Ballard's. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, sure, the one over on Merrill. I'm with you now. So the owner, he comes up to us, and he's got this... Have you ever heard him talk? Something is super off about that guy. Anyway, Mrs. C dropped a bunch of stuff, and this guy, named John Walters, apparently, starts picking stuff up and rebagging it for us, but I don't know. Something about it just feels... Then, out of nowhere, Captain fucking Beaumont pulls up and does that menacing concern thing she does. Like, Darth Soccer Mom. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then John Walter steps in to give me some covering fire, like, everything is fine, officer. Right, Miss Samard? Mrs. Castellanos is still freaking out, so I'm like, sure, yep, you know it. And I take Mrs. C and we get the hell out of there. She calms down almost immediately. Which is great, but also weird, because what the fuck? And I'm halfway home before I realize I never told the guy my name. How did he know my name, Ollie? Okay. What do you mean, okay? I mean, okay, go on, finish the story. That's it. That's the whole story. Wait, wait, wait. so you're upset because this John Walters guy knew your name? Yes, Jesus. Okay. Uh, let me try and frame this for you. John Walters, the owner of a long-standing and prominent business in the small town of Wolfbrook, New Hampshire, happened to recognize Renee Samard, the daughter of Robert Samard, the man who owns literally half of the Main Street Corridor. The same Robert Samard whose family has owned the local paper mill for over 200 years. This would also be the same Robert Samard who, along with his family, that's you, 
has appeared on the front page of the local paper at least, what, a dozen times a year? For approximately forever? Rich Guy A recognizes Rich Guy B's daughter. He probably recognized you from a yacht club party or something. I don't know. It just felt... really weird. Oh, and that fellow human is a perfectly legit thing to say. I don't want to belittle your feelings at all. You have every right to be sketched out by some creepy guy accosting you. I just thought it was worth reminding you that pretty much everyone in town knows who you are. Anonymous, you are not. Listen, I hate to bail, but I actually have to get going. I promise I'll call you later to check in, though, okay? I'm not blowing you off. But if I don't get the parts for my car now, it's not going to pass inspection, and then I won't be able to drive to work, which means none of the cool people in town will get coffee tomorrow, and that will pretty much be the end of civilization as we know it. Okay. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Yeah, always, friend. Take care. I'll call you. Say hi to Grace for me. And we're here. Xerxes? Xerxes, you around? Ollie, what brings you to my humble establishment? I may or may not be in dire need of a taillight so that my venerable vehicle might be judged roadworthy by the overlords. You know, we see eye to eye on most matters of policy, but even I think that car inspections serve a purpose. Emissions regulation, if nothing else. Gah! Curse you for confusing me with your facts and logic. If I could afford it, I'd go electric. You know that. Hell, I'd walk. But you can't. And you don't. So here you are. Again. You sure you don't want to trade up? What's the point of trading one junker for another? Well, it might not routinely fall to pieces during your morning commute, for one thing. Intentionally driving a vehicle you can actually see disintegrate while you operate it offers some insight into your moral character. But since we're friends, I won't hazard a guess as to what that insight might be. Remind me again why you left the ivory towers of MIT to run this place. Shorter hours and better company. You put in 12-hour days and work alone. I do, yes. I see what you did there. Clever. I think so. At least most days. Would you like to see something interesting? Is it a working passenger side taillight for a 2007 Toyota Corolla? No. I said interesting. Not insipid. Fine. What is the glorious new contraption you've invented this time? Oh, oh, is it another exploding toaster oven? Because those are always a hoot. That happened exactly once, and it didn't explode. It caught fire. And the only reason it caught fire, friend Ollie, was because you forced the polarized plug into the outlet the wrong way round and tried to heat an entire bag of pizza rolls in one go. The proletariat required sustenance. You forgot your lunch. Now, what do you make of this? Ah, whoa. You're trying to make an art installation out of bits of scrap? Look closer. All right, all right. Uh, You've got automotive bits, screws, washers, some rebar, uh, some old tools, and they're laid out in a spiral? Closer. Uh, 
okay, not a spiral, more like a, well, no, it it is a spiral, but it's got little bits spiraling off of itself. Like a, whatchamacallit, a thingy, a, a fractal, like a fractal. Excellent. Well spotted. Well, gee, Teach, do I get a gold star? No, but you do get a passenger side taillight for a 2007 Toyota Corolla. Sold. All right, so... What's with the fractal pattern, Xerxes? What gave you the urge to lay out thousands of bits of metal like this? Nothing. You did it just for laughs? Ollie, I didn't do it at all. Wait, what? Came to the yard a few days ago and found it. Well, something like it. Just a simple spiral the first time. Thought it might have been vandalism. So I raked it up, took it apart... Next day, I found another one, more complex than the first. Took that one apart, too. I set one of my security cameras to watch this area and put a trail cam up as a backup. And you know what I saw when I watched the recordings? Nothing. No one. Just a bit of static now and then, and thousands of pieces of metal slowly growing into this. Let's get you that taillight. Thank you for listening to October's Children, Episode 2. A rough idea of the place. We hope that you enjoyed the show and that you'll stay with us as we continue to tell the story of Wolfbrook and all your friends who live there. After all, they're going to need all the help they can get. And who knows what might happen if you look the other way. October's Children is an original podcast created, written, and directed by Jacob Mendel with sound design by Derek Valen and produced by Derek Valen. October's Children features the voices of Joseph Boslinski, John Cava, Tinyi Scarson, Johnny Machado, Wilhelmina Marie, Mossball, Stephen Murdoch, Karen O'Brien, Alexandra Ovid, Susanna Snowden If, Ray O'Hare, Luna Luna and Paul Warren. October's Children is an Arcana Cast production. Copyright 2022. If you'd like to help us keep the lights on, you can find us on Patreon at October's Children Podcast. You can also help us with a signal boost by giving our show a five-star rating and telling your friends about us. We couldn't do this without your support. And we hope you'll join us next time for a new view of Wolfbrook. Until then, remember, never appease tyrants. And that's this week's show. Please check for show notes for October's children at sonicsociety.org. Send us an email at sonicsociety at gmail.com or contact us through Facebook groups or X. Or Twitter, yes, but it's good to have you on board. (laughs) 
I think that's another dimension. Good to be found. But, oh God, now I need some sack time. Until next week, folks, where will we head then, David? November knows. I would say. The Audioverse is open up to us. <laughs> yes. Well, until then, I'm Jack Ward. And I'm David Alt. Have a lovely week. Thank you.